What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast. We go to many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunt your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player in Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about magical locations. Bring Nathan, what is a magical location? It's it's a location that's magical, mystical, uh, impressive in some way. Well, hopefully. <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be. There's plenty of wonders of our world where people just look at them and say, meh. But I would hope that there is a better reaction than that to actual magical locations. So with that being said, Magical locations is something that is briefly mentioned in the Dungeon Master's Guide, uh, briefly mentioned it, you know, by us in Tuesday's episode, and it just came up as like, huh, that is something that is remarkably little talked about. So here we are to expand on the topic. So there is no actual definition in any book, as far as I can tell, to actually describe a magical location. It's just listed there as a thing when talking about the magic in your world. So, Nathan, can you actually give an example of a magical location that you've created? Magical location that I've created. Well, the one very obvious one would be the uh, Azern Desert where people come back to life in unlife. Yeah, as far as I know, at least they only come back to unlife in this. There's something you haven't told us. Oh yeah, they become zombies and skeletons, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, if they come back to true life, I would think that would be more of a big deal, if that was ever possible. Like, ooh. Like, even if it was like a one in a thousand chance, then everyone would just start burying their corpses in the desert. Yeah, just, just wait for them to come that one out. in a thousand. 
then if you're not right and then just be and honestly that gives me an idea for a new thing that i'm gonna totally lift that from you for because to me that is interesting so uh to sum up before i just dig back into that example though a magical location is just any location where there is just some unique magical or even just rare magical effect in in a place so whether that is like some impressive clockwork construction, whether that is just, you know, some lingering miasma from when demons tore their way into the material plane, whether that is, you know, fairy circles that are, you know, portals into the Feywild under the right circumstances. There's a lot of just ways that magic can have just odd effects, really. So how you want to actually make use of and describe such things in your world is actually something that doesn't get talked about often enough. So there is a lot of magic just kind of floating about in a average D&D world. So the question to be asked is, what happens if some amount of magic does just kind of pool in a location and what happens when there is just that buildup of magic and is there a way to either use that or to cause that like all those questions can have really interesting effects on world building so we're just going to stick to your as in desert idea so the whole shtick there lots of necromantic magic just built up in that location basically like to the point where the sand itself is purple okay so let me clarify please please do so let's just say it was a magical accident that happened millennia ago. Pretty big accident. <laughs> yeah. So actually, uh, mm -hmm. a bit of a tangent, but I'm curious. Sure. Was it a desert before the accident, or did the accident no, make it a desert? No, the desert, be like, it, it became a desert because everything gotcha. was vaporized. Oof. Yeah. All right, and then all of that just <laughs> magical vaporization just led to just a massive buildup of necromantic energies. Um, the accident was necromantic in nature. Somebody tried to do some fancy resurrection stuff. It didn't work. Yeah, but at least as far as we know, it all has just kind of clung to the sand. It's yeah, not something it that's growing or noticeably shrinking nope, either. It's just bitten. Just has been. That's yeah. All. And that's actually another just question that can be interesting to just think about a magical location. Is it something that is just the spot, or is it something that is either a growing or shrinking magical effect? So, on the shrinking side, in theory, that would be a good thing for a massively necromantic desert, but let's think of a nice magical location. So, to just flat out steal one from our own just mythology from earth the fountain of youth the fountain of youth is something that has been talked about in a lot of cultures you know made into a bunch of movies like there's been a lot of depictions of some form of fountain of youth however dungeons and dragons explicitly has a few things that are able to have that effect there are canonically like two off the top of my head that i can think of like to actually make someone younger either a transmutation wizard or the potion of longevity 
So either way, like to physically reduce someone's age is possible by fifth edition magic. So imagine that there was either like, you know, the legend itself can be a, a god themselves performs some sacred act in this spot. You know, or maybe it could have just been some like really powerful cleric on behalf. Like the legends can vary, and like honestly, the stories behind it. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that's not important. That's just because I am an asshole mechanics-focused DM. The story can matter a lot, and that actually can be part of the fun for a lot of people in magical locations. Is the fact that there are legends about such places, but how true are they? Can very much be a matter of debate. So. Let's just, you know, for the sake of assumption, say, you know, legends expound about the existence of the Fountain of Youth. So in your world, like, this is just a story that you've put out there. So it might well be that you describe it as, like, I don't know, it's the prize in a dragon's horde, or just guarded by some other just very powerful type of creature. So then, okay... That's the kind of thing that you can tell your players about just like in passing or just when there is some, you know, link to it of some sort, like something that also just doesn't come up often enough, in my opinion, is foreshadowing in D&D. The idea of there are things out there that you cannot deal with right now, but if you just jot it down in your notes, this might be something that can be revisited later. And it's just honestly weird to me how rarely that actually seems to happen, like to have long-term foreshadowing. Yeah, but anyway, hard. the point being, magical locations give a fantastic opportunity to do so for Dungeon Masters because there can be all kinds of like local legends or just like the big scale type of stuff like this you know so there is you know fountain of youth you drink from it and then you are you know restored and then you know the legends always get a little bit fuzzy at that point because you know different versions of the fountain of youth like it restores you to your prime or it's oh, proportional to the amount that you drink like the or... one that i always have remembered is the one where like the man's wife like drinks the thing and becomes a child again and it's like really like sad because like like he, he brings her out like she's his daughter or something like that it's like this old man yeah that's pretty fucked up yeah it's like oh i don't shit. know that movie off the top of my head no it's a folktale oh okay well interesting yeah i i've not read that one then but that's you know kind of the point is the fact that there can be all these kind of different tales that get told perhaps in different places you know and it might just be like maybe you know the like in you know, i'm just going to use riffwake because well we're part of the riffwake podcast network so i'm going to use that for the examples like let's say you know darst has the explanation that you know as a you know magical water source this is something that is you know anathema to fire so like there's just a jealous fire elemental that continually guards it to prevent any use of, you know, like the sacred waters, you know, or it could just be then that, you know, in, uh, let's say, okay, let's even just go down to Undrin then, you know, in Undrin, maybe the legend says that it is some, you know, great beholder that uh, enjoys using the reflective waters to gaze upon its own magnificent reflection, like, 
whatever the case is, like maybe there's different stories about what's guarding the thing or different stories in different places about, you know, exactly what the effects are, the consequences are. And like, you're just kind of setting groundwork for potential future story stuff. uh, If someone ever even just decides to go investigate themselves. So the point being, you can use magical locations as a setting, as a hint for future settings, or just for the sake of world building. Because it very well might be the case that the party just actively decides, fuck that. There is no way in hell I'm going to risk something that potentially dangerous. And that's all fine. Because again, whatever of those three branches happen, it's still something that adds to your world. It adds flavor to your world. And is therefore a valuable thing to think about. So, okay, so can you just uh, just make up a new magical location, Nathan? Just what is just another just magical thing or just place that would be something I've not cryptid before. Okay, yeah. let me see. A magical dead zone. Yeah! Okay, so for funsies, how big a place? Um, let's say that it's a island. Okay. Um, islands very massively. So, let's a, say, like, how long would it take to walk across such an island? Let's put it that way. Two days. Okay. So, a good size island. A good island. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> then, let's talk some world building then. This effect is in place. How long has it been in place? And what are the stories that exist? And again, we're disregarding truth for the moment. Just what are the stories that exist about why it's like that? Okay, so starting off, uh, it's been like this for as long as uh, they, they have known about it. Um, and and um, the some stories of why it's the case, some people think, okay, um, it's it might be because uh, a great wizard uh, died there, and to protect his uh, horde, like 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 his his spell books and all his magical knowledge, he made it so that uh, somewhere on this island there's something hidden that can only be found with magic. But there's a there's a he he somehow did like removed it from from uh, any connection to magic, hence of making it very hard to find his secrets or something like that. Yeah, that very well could be. So, fun thing to think about, like, you know, divination magic is something that exists normally, but wouldn't really help in the giant, you know, anti-magic field. I guess anti-magic zone, I guess, would be more appropriate for this instance. (laughs) So, okay, so let's say there is, like, a 50-mile bubble of anti-magic around this place. How the hell would you find that source of anti-magic if you don't have magic? So, um, there's this thing called a search pattern. So you start yeah. walking, and then you, you turn around. But the thing and is, what if the, but what if the barrier of the anti-magic, like, mm-hmm. is larger than the island? So you would need to just circle the entire fucking island, and just, like, find the edges of... of huh? <laughs> Many days of walking. Yeah. Well, no, because, like, again, we're saying that it would have to be sailing around the island. Right. Because if you're saying that the bubble is bigger than the island, 
Because again, like if you put it exactly in the center, that would make it easier to find. Right. So the smart thing would be to make the bubble slightly uh, larger to figure out the center, and then just put it kind of off center. Because then right. you would have to sail around the island and like triangulate the center that way, would, that which sense. would be really fucking hard. It would be cool, but <laughs> would be even harder if you consider okay, the people who live on this island probably don't know that because this happened sometime in the past so as far as these individuals are concerned this is what the hell is magic so how would groups of people react to finding out there's magic it's like um um (laughs) okay well you're all obviously devil worshiping (laughs) we have the stake um that we'll tie you to uh, we will yep. light a fire with non-magical means and burn you alive. Yeah. And, like, honestly, there's a lot of ways that just the existence of a large anti-magic zone can have interesting storytelling. Because, again, what if, like, you know, some young adult is just, like, on a, you know, rowboat or just a small ship of some kind and just, like, gets thrown to the mainland by a storm and then just finds like himself oh, in this, this place of magic that, that's like a novel in the writing man. it is it is or at least it should be and like that's the kind of thing like that could be a kind of neat campaign too like or just like a start to a dnd world of just like okay you guys are from this just isolated island your ship has just crashed ashore should be different here go <laughs> Like, that could be a really interesting campaign. Or to go the other way. Like, to actually have it be... Like, you do just, like, warn your players in advance and just say, like, hey, you know, I really, really suggest you don't pick magic-using classes. I kind of wanted to try something different with the story here. And so you just, you know, let them know in advance, you know, kind of what you have an idea of. And then you do the other way, where, like, you are just, like, a group of level one, like, you know, fighter, uh, you know, rogue, whatever, you know, barbarian, just, like, but don't use, like, the very magic bits. And then you guys wash up on the anti-magic island. And then just, like, playing a D&D game with absolutely no magic could be kind of interesting. And just have there be just this, you know, large island where this is the case creates areas for like just interaction of, you know, both directions of, you know, their visitors and, you know, adventures that head there. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But also just to think, okay, so what difference would that have then? Like in that, okay, in this area, this island that doesn't have, you know, prevalent magic. Well, what are the creatures there like? Like, is it just, you know, a lot safer because of the fact that there isn't that pervading magic? Or... Like, were there enough, you know, dire wolves and other such things before that happened that they're still able to breed true? And then you have a population of people that have had to survive against, like, dire wolves and owl bears and whatever other dangerous shit, you know, you decide still lives there. And oh, how mate. strong would crazy. such a people be that had to survive that without magic? They're all barbarian class, even the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like, maybe, like, it very well may be the case that, like, everyone is, in that, like, is a leveled individual. And then, again, you think of the interaction, like, they find out that, you know, there is this much larger world out there, you know, or just, like, a party of, you know, just some NPC party of adventurers comes to the island and just gets slaughtered to the man. And now you have just this this island population trying to just defend themselves oh, from this just like... invading army but they're they so used to magic <laughs> but they're so used to using magic on the mainland mm-hmm. just like adapting to a war without magic would be oh, really mate. hard that, for them that's very interesting because there's always these like interesting stories where a really small force actually defeats like one that's technological and yeah like, not by numbers more powerful than them and this could be one of those situations in the magical world. When yeah, that's I mean, the case. hell, just think about just the logistical differences from like a normal D and D level magic world. Like, no bags of holding to carry supplies, no teleportation to just advance the lines or to help get reinforcements to places. Like, all of just the logistics of magical war to suddenly be cut off after millennia of that being how it worked just like oh no that'd be really interesting storytelling of just like to do how does like the you know strategist on the mainland side just compensate i I just thought of of military strategy imagine an island right that had some weird magnetic field that destroyed all electronics (laughs) that went into it yeah i mean obviously the simple thing would be just send a missile over it's done Um, (laughs) well that's the thing though a lot of modern missiles are computer guided no, but here's the thing, right? Uh, a bomb is a bomb. If you hit a thing with a bomb, it's gonna explode. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they might assume that like the first version of bombs that they send would work, but and then they don't. So they're like, oh, oh shit, you know, can they reverse engineer the I mean, chemicals? I just realized something. The, the, 
old-fashioned planes and stuff would work, and that would be crazy because you have these like modern technology, but you're using like old tech to build this. Like, like oh, that's yeah. So cool. Or just like, would you just have people on uh, just like on a flying carpet, just flying like sixty miles above the island, just like in the border of yeah, space, like, I, I, and then I, just I, like I... dropping just barrels and barrels of just like you know <laughs> just dwarven and orcish alcohol with yeah. just a few stuck in them it's just one of those concepts that works in pretty much any certain setting um that just limits your technology in some way because if you set do it in modern mm-hmm. setting it works if you do it in magical setting it works it's just so interesting not to mention it'd be a fantastic location for just ne'er-do-wells to hide out because (laughs) no magic would mean that they can't couldn't be scried to be found so they could just show up at this place and just like you know hey how's it going i am you know charming rogue type (laughs) i I am here to make myself helpful and start a new life yada 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 and they just hide out until like until the, the heat dies down on the mainland or they just you know decide that they're happy there even but just like having a huge place where you can't be scried would be massively valuable in that community. That'd be really cool. Right. So, you know, hopefully with that in mind, you're starting to see like where you can go with the idea of a magical location. So another one that's just interesting to me to think about, but not great in terms of practicality. So water besides the whole fountain of youth angle like it is incredibly common for water to be the element associated with healing in a lot of other types of fiction Hmm. just in legends in you know avatar the last airbender you know like there's a lot of things where like water is a healing thing hurting yeah water's real good at that too but brown people well okay well that's that's not where we're going with this one we can go to the painful ones in a moment nathan but we'll get there because again not all magical locations are going to be good but anyway how dangerous again from the world building perspective would something like a healing well be like just some well in well. some remote location that just water from the well just works like a healing potion. That would be pretty cool. How long do you think it'd take for the world powers to go to war to control that territory? It's so quaint, nobody would notice. <laughs> yeah, see, the problem is that in most magic worlds, that stuff tends to get noticed eventually. It's like, hey, um, we can make some money out of this. <laughs> Like, honestly, that's the kind of thing that unless someone decides to just, you know, explode the well, like, there's not likely to be a happy result in any way, shape, or form with something like that. But it is just interesting to think about. It's basically like having a golden goose. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) Oh, man, the golden goose. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Golden goose. Yay. Yeah, let's just say that, okay, yeah, there's some particular field that just all types of fowl that lay eggs there are solid gold. Oh, that's cool. Just something Ostrich. about the magic of this. Like, you know, it has been, I don't know, like touched by Moradin or just, 
you know, deity of your choice. And for some reason, just like Mr. You know, shiny field. Golden Hands. <laughs> Midas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, sure. The Field of Midas. We have a name. The Field of Midas. But instead of just everything that get touched, for some reason, it's just when whatever and it's only birds for some just weird magic bullshit reason so like mm. it doesn't matter if like a snake lays an egg lays eggs there it's only birds so whether it's goose or ducks or chickens so you know someone figures this out eventually you're just like wait what the fuck why is there this just random golden egg here that seems like a weird thing for Can someone you to have dropped they, and they lost. find ostriches <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the question. What is the largest creature in D and D that lays eggs? Tiamat. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought. <laughs> Tiam- well, okay, yep. So that's the solution. It's Tiamat's now. She has claimed that for herself. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, she's goddess of evil dragons. That that kind of fits. But okay. But for the sake of argument, let's say this is a world without you know the standard D and D gods. So, like, let's just say that there's no gods interacting, you know, amongst the mortals to deal T-Rex. with this thing. Do, 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 do dinosaurs lay eggs? They do, right? I'm pretty sure that they do. But are they big eggs? That is a question I, I can't say I know the answer to. Probably. How big are <laughs> T-Rex eggs? And blah, blah, blah. Oh, my. About the size of a loaf of French bread? Why the hell is that the... That is... Why did they phrase why it Why is that it way? French? Why is it French? Why is it French? Okay, here we go. A little bit okay. better. So, eggs about 17 inches long. Is, is that That's large? pretty big. Okay. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's like double an ostrich egg in size. Whoa. But... Uh, here, let me. Okay, how about this? Uh, about forty-three centimeters. Ah, that's very big. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Dude, that'd be because like what I had in mind is just like some imposing egg-laying creature to protect. <laughs> <laughs> T Rex. Yeah. Just like oh, the valley of the the the, the field of uh, Midas. Oh wow. So for comparison, an average ostrich egg is about 15 centimeters or six inches. Ooh. So, yeah, it's almost triple just it's the length, egg. let alone the actual volume. It's a big fucking egg. Yeah. I so, yeah, have this. <laughs> OK, so if you have a spot in your world that has dinosaurs, I really hope that this would be there because that would be funny and forget what i said about birds only because that's just too cool to not be the case uh man that would just be so cool also can you imagine just how heavy a 17 inch golden egg would be here's my question wouldn't it be what what if it if the eggs are actually could hatch and then it just hatches into a golden dinosaur so Actually, it'd be pretty soft, but it would be harder than flesh. I I assume it's just like a weird kind of living construct. 
Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's really cool. All right, you know what? I like that effect. So, like, if people can get to the eggs, then the eggs are gold. But if they are able to gestate for the normal period, then they hatch into living construct di- gold dinosaurs. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. fucking cool. <laughs> I want that. Imagine a pat pat golden construct T-Rex. Oh man. That'd be so cool. It's like so am I. It'd be so horrifically dangerous. <laughs> Could you imagine just the hit points that something like that would have? Just the oh man! But like, here's the thing: like, you you imagine like, okay, gold's probably soft, right? And then, but but it's probably harder than flesh. So, uh huh. <laughs> so that's when you realize, oh, um, that, that's that's probably like. A lot more powerful than the standard T Rex, considering the yeah. heft and weight of gold compared to normal like bodies. Oh God, yeah. If they had like some kind of stomp or trample ability, oh, uh, you would crush everything. Yes. Not to mention they'd probably be resistant to like non magical damage, so just like resistant to regular bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. Oh, yeah. This sounds like fun. You know what just happens? Like you get it, and then you're like, "Okay, let's go out for a walk." The, like you hear a screech in the sky, a fucking dragon comes down, picks it up, and flies away. <laughs> I don't know the dragon. Even a dragon would be able to pick up an adult like, it, and old it tries. It tries to pick it up, and it's just like doesn't work. <laughs> the dragon just face plants. <laughs> yeah, just slams into the ground and dies. Yeah. It's just like we we slayed a dragon, yay! <laughs> Uh, God damn it! <laughs> uh, that's fun to think about. But again, another just aspect to this then that I want to point out here: you can have things that are good, you can have things that are neutral, you can have things that are bad. So, Nathan, any idea for a bad magical location or a dangerous one? I should say. Okay, so. That I call this um, the most inviting uh, pool in the world. So it's this um, uh, awfully beautiful. Okay, you know that tra- like the idea of like a hid- hidden beautiful creek or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oasis so kind something of thing. like that, where there's like it's this nice um, pool, like like this nice pond or something that has flowers growing on the sides. But the thing is that if you bathe in its waters. You will have this. The, I I I've read about this poison. It does this thing where you just feel it's from like some pl- fruit or something where you just feel pain, just intense pain, so much so that you try and kill yourself. Yeah, the suicide plant. Yeah, like I want that, but for that, and then uh, people who die in its waters like slowly dissolve, you know, mm-hmm. until until there's nothing left. Ooh, spooky. Uh, Dendrocnide maroides, the Jimpai Jimpai plant. Yeah, I only know it by the nickname Suicide Plant. I couldn't remember what the actual name was. So, okay, instead of just wanting just the pain to end like that, uh, I have a, another kind of variant on just the Oasis idea. So imagine that there just is this just 
beautiful oasis in the middle of the desert somewhere and it is gorgeous you know so a couple of just nicely shading trees you know beautifully perfectly clear inviting water that's even like a nice temperature but then you go in for the swim and looking down you just notice a glimmer of sunlight off of something on the bottom so then that would probably be the point where you the dungeon master roll a wisdom saving throw because Mm. there is an enchantment on this shiny bit that just if they fail they just keep swimming down and down and down trying to get to the shiny thing yet they never seem to actually get any closer to the thing it's just the oddest so they just keep swimming and swimming until they can't swim anymore and just their corpse is just added to this beautiful perfect oasis that just is sustained and fed by its victims damn that's art (laughs) in summary magical locations can have almost no limits anything that you as a dungeon master accept as just an interesting thing that you want to happen in your world just can be introduced as a magical location whether it is just a specific thing a specific effect a specific legend it is a valuable potential addition or set of additions to your world to just help flesh it out and make it your own Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash riftwakepodcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, on Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash Podcast, and you can send us an email, riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.